This is Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill talking about getting famous. But Apatel made us hang out. Like his only directive yeah. was really to hang out. Become friends. We obviously had this like this movie that like stuck around for a long time. But we also went through something very similar at the same time together. Yeah. Very unique. Like a super right. unique experience at the same time together. Being what? Just like being in a movie, like one day, like, I yeah. mean, people from knew one day to the next from Arrested yeah. Development, but it was still yeah, no. very like, yeah, we'd go to no. Cantor's and it'd yeah. be like some nerd like us being like, hey, you're awesome on, on yeah. Arrested Development. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd be like, thanks. And yeah, it was chill. That's true. Yeah. And then we were in this movie and then the day after it came out. It was very different. Very different. Mm-hmm. And what was awesome though was that right as it came out here and things were very like gnarly in that way. They sent us to other countries together, you, me, and Chris. Yeah. And that's what I remember. Like the tour of that is yeah. what we, you and I always end up talking about. Oh, that was amazing. About. They didn't like us in Italy. No. They didn't no. like the movie. In Spain. Spain, they didn't like us? Well, it was – I don't know if it was they didn't like us, but remember they, the poster <laughs> – The way they marketed it. It was the funniest thing of all time. Yeah. They made it look like it story? was a porno. <laughs> There's like bras hanging off of the – Well, it's called Super Solitus, which is super horny. And this is Required Watching, where we watch the essential films from the list of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of, the, of learning about filmmaking and how to move forward. I'm your host, Trey Epps, and today we're talking about a movie about two codependent high school seniors who are forced to deal with their separation anxiety after their plan to stage a booze-soaked party goes awry. This film was directed by Greg Matola, written by... Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen, starring Michael Sarah, Jonah Hill, Christopher Mintz, Plass, Emma Stone, Bill Hader, so many people. This is 2007's Super Bad. Fake ID. Wait, you changed your name to McLovin? Doesn't even have a first name, it just says McLovin! This guy's either gonna think, here's another kid with a fake ID, or here's McLovin, the 25 year old Hawaiian organ donor. I am McLovin. Hello. Mindy. Okay. I'm gonna need to see some identification. Makes me feel young again. Ethnically, was he like, like, uh, African? Was he African? No. He was like you. He was Jewish. So we have an African Jew wearing a hoodie. Teen comedies are a genre onto itself. And within that, you have the golden era of Apatow. And there are so many films that come out, uh, that came out of that time. And we are... I would imagine we think of them as a gold standard of comedy, especially if you watch any of those movies back then. But I wanted to look at Superbad because of what I remembered from it. It not like having not seen it in over ten years, probably watched it a few times within the first few years of its release. And this film broke just about everyone in it. I, I think there are maybe one or two people that are top bill that 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 aren't working but just about everyone is working including our academy award nominated actors jonah hill and emma stone and this was emma stone's first movie so how how could you not fall in love with her and want to relive that magic i mean my I'm, i know i was in i was just out of high school maybe i don't know what year this came out 2007 so i graduated high school i don't even know but i was old enough to have a crush on emma stone and like who who couldn't who wouldn't who 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 dareth not yeah anyways and of course yeah let's get this going so Superbad's impact was far-reaching at the time I mean I'm no longer a high school student so I don't know what the kids are talking about these days or what they're quoting as much as we did when Superbad came out but 
there's so many lines that stuck around. I mean, DTF was not a thing before this movie. Do you remember DTF? Remember saying DTF? Do you remember the Jersey Shore? I know it's still on somewhere on MTV, but like, yeah, cultural phenomenons. I remember getting to know Judd Apatow at this time, and I don't think I knew his history with Seth Rogen. So it felt like he read, <laughs> it felt like Judd Apatow read the script and plucked these two Canadian kids out of thin air and changed their lives. That's what I remember sitting in the seat. And this, is, this isn't too far off of the actual truth, but I do recall being so jealous and, and, <laughs> and envious of really of, of Seth Rogen having this mentor who allowed him this kind of growth. Superbad wasn't ready when it was written, when they were 14 or whatever age it was, but Judd, with the determination of Seth Rogen, stuck around after Freaks and Geeks and made this his life. And when the script was good enough, they executed it. And, you know, that's no easy feat in Hollywood, but to be able to have that kind of mentorship and, to be perfectly frank, ambition and ter- determination to continue. Like, I have no idea how many script, how many drafts the script must have had and how it's changed over the years, but it, it certainly was able to grow in a way that obviously resulted in Superbad. I don't often get jealous, but this is one of those movies where I am jealous of both the film's journey and Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah's relationship, and I guess therefore Evan Greenberg, Goldberg, and and Seth Rogen's relationship. It's it's male friendships are fragile, I think, and precious, and they don't really happen in the way that like in that very specific way. I was very fortunate enough to have like these kinds of friendships, but it it just it just made me yearn for that uh, someone to be like that with. Mm. Not all the dick jokes and sex jokes or whatever, but it's that vulnerability that that is is ever more important and so much harder to get as an adult. I think it's so much harder to 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 like start over and have that. Um, after this film, I felt this rush of wanting to be fun or youth or carefree vibes. I still can't put my finger on that feeling that this movie. Like jolted in me because I can't separate the part of me that's an audience member and the part of me that 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 truly wants to have worked on this film. This movie fires on all cylinders, and I thought it would be, I thought it would start to fall apart after a few years. I, I thought it just wouldn't hold up, but it absolutely does. There are some ill-placed gay slurs, and Jonah Hill is yelling at the top of his lungs all the time, but I don't mind it. I think I think once you really lock into the conceit of this film, it's hard to think of... It's hard, it's hard to fault the film for what it is. It, it's also really difficult for me to not think of Booksmarts. There are a few... Like, just the film kind of popped into my mind a few times, and I know that there was, like, really big arguments about calling Booksmart a female super bad, but it is. It lives in that it lives in that zone. It's a more modernized version of that. And and I'm certainly happy that I borrowed some aspects and I'm happy for that film to have been as different as it was and a modernized version of Super Bad. But I I do oddly think it's a companion piece. I think if I watch Super Bad and then I watch Booksmart, it it's it's almost like the, you know, the the step cousin uh, of each other. But what do you think about this movie? I mean, are people watching Superbad often and regularly, or are they beyond that? Because, I, I, again, I think I miss these kinds of movies. Um, I, I think there was a real art and depth and vulnerability, because I think that's what was at the core of the movie. It was about their friendship and not necessarily about, like, boo, 
ooh, bullies need to have sex before high school ends. It's part of it, but it's not the entire entirety of the film. But hey ho, let me know what you think. Here's some fun facts here. Evan Goldberg's brother drew the penises that you see in the film. Because we gotta keep it within the family. Nepotism, folks. And of course, Christopher Mintz Plass was 17 at the time, which meant that his mom needed to be on set at all times. Or at least a guardian, which, <laughs> and it turns out his mom was the person that was on set when he was having his sex scene. That's right. His first movie. <laughs> his first movie, and he has to have a sex scene with his mom watching. It's uh, can't make it up, and I'm sure the therapy has lasted quite a while. This movie, which I didn't know, was on the 2006 blacklist, and I could not believe this fact because it just felt, again, with Judd Apatow essentially being on from the very beginning and and Seth Rogen who you know like I think this broke Seth Rogen really if he was in other things but I think this broke him but I, I just find it hard to believe that they were having trouble getting this made but of course it's Hollywood so of course they were having trouble getting this made but once it got on the blacklist of course people came of running to to make this film is I guess we should I guess we just talk about if it's required and I think <laughs> I think yes. Yes, it is required. I think this movie is a product of its time, and that's a shame in some ways, but it's a fantastic film. Even so, it is a result of the years of effort that you know two friends who put their lives in it from immature teens to adults and delivered a, real, a well-rounded film. It's... Yeah, I, I, I often include stories of outside of the film itself to for as for a reason to why something is required watching because of course we have an hour and a half, two hours, in some cases, three hours of movie to examine, but it's really about the effort from, from, from getting that script written to the completion, to the end credits. You know what I mean? And I think that's that amalgamation is truly in this particular situation, something that should be something that should be talked about. Um, I, I certainly have scripts from when I was 14, and I'm sure there's no way in hell that I could have made any of them half as good as this, let alone, ha again, let alone having a mentor or even being a mentor to someone like this. Judd Apatow did a fantastic job with Freaks and Geeks and continued this career of building, I, I wouldn't say like-minded people, but I think funny people and people who are smarter than him and, and, and people who have different kinds of sense of humor. and honestly pushed his game right on up but it also allowed him to be this mega producer that we know Judd Apatow to be and cr create opportunities for other people I'll stop by saying this if Judd Apatow's listening he should definitely insert some people of color into that into that ring of into that ring of fire into the, that circle of friends give me a call we can certainly make a few things happen but but nevertheless I think I think what what he's done with Evan and and Seth and what they have then done with their own production company doing their own thing is is what you want is is what I want I want to be able to to nurture new voices and be able to see them off into their own thing I want to be one of those voices who are nurtured into being able to stand on my own two feet and and run and do my own thing so it's it's I, I think that kind of vicious circle it's not really vicious, but that like, that golden circle is something to aspire to. And it's something that's important when it comes to building the network around you. Because as filmmakers, we should be making films. We should be doing that right now, not waiting for anyone to come a-calling for us, to, to, to quote Mark Duplass. Um, 
So yeah, 100%, this movie is required. I actually considered having like a live viewing party of this film, and honestly, I chickened out. So if that's something that you're at all interested in, let me know, and we can just have reaction. I I don't want to do just reaction videos. That seems not fun. I want to be able to pop on a film and like live stream and watch something with even the one person listening or watching to this now. But that said, thank you so, so much for listening and watching and please comment and subscribe and do all of those things. It really helps us out uh, because, you know, it's a very, very small team that makes this happen. And I just want to talk to people about films. That's all I want to do. So again, comment, leave reviews, leave them five-star reviews and stick around for 2023 when we go deep in depth in the world of film. How could it possibly get any better? But it will. (laughs) So until next time, thank you so much. Peace.